Good morning. Are we good, Brandon? Thank you. Good morning. I'm Kristen Hulse. When Pastor Mike asked me if I would share my testimony, I was like, oh, no, 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 I just did that. Uh, you forget. And he said, no, it's been four years. And um, it really stopped me in my tracks as I started thinking about what the Lord has really been doing in my life these past four years. So, spoiler alert, if you want to know about my life previous to the past four years, you're going to have to invite me for supper or come over for supper or listen to my previous testimony, because today I'm really just going to talk about what's been going on recently, and really because the Lord calls us not just to a moment of faith when we believe in him, but a lifetime of faith, um, day by day, month by month year by year. And these past four years, um, my faith has been tested like never before. And there's things that I'm going to share today that, if I'm honest, I really wish weren't part of my testimony. But I wouldn't ever want to give up what the Lord has taught me. <clears throat> Lord, Give me strength to talk about it. <clears throat> so my marriage ended, and I lost my husband in a very painful divorce. Um, I was embarrassed. I was really ashamed. And mostly, I was just buried in grief. Um, the death of my husband, my marriage, my future, this life, this life that I had pictured the life that I thought was going to be my life, the life I thought was going to be my kids' life, um, it was just completely shattered. And I was really struggling with an acute sense of hopelessness. There just seemed to be a void of any hope there. And in the Lord's kindness, we had been studying John. And in John 10.10, 10, Jesus says, you know, the thief comes to steal, but he says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And I said, wait, what? I'm not feeling abundance right now. And um, as I meditated on that, it just it just, I just recognized that my idea of an abundant life had been destroyed, and that's why I had no hope. And Jesus says that he came so that we have abundance. He's the abundance, right? And so my life may not have turned out how I wanted it to be, but I can still have a life of abundance because I have Christ. Um, he must be my ultimate hope. And it's a great place to put my hope because he doesn't leave. He doesn't change. There's no surprises. He's steady and always the same. And I fought with the Lord's strength to cling to that hope as I grieved the death of my marriage and what that meant for me and my kids. And through that, I learned to grieve and trust God with my grief, and I learned to grieve facing Christ and um, to learn even more to put Christ as my only hope. <clears throat> Praise God for that. Now it gets really even harder. <laughs> A few months later,
my child got really sick. We ended up, <laughs> this is hard, in the ICU at Children's Hospital in Denver. Um, and because of the nature of what was going on, I couldn't even leave the room, like not even duck out for a moment. No one could even come see us. So I was in this room with floor-to-ceiling glass. <laughs> That's how the ICU is, you know, so they can see. And there's a nurse, Heather, she sat outside at all the times. There were a half a dozen infectious disease doctors in their spacesuits and the cardiology department. And my child was hooked up to a billion wires. And it did not take a medical degree to know that this was not good. <clears throat> and I was exposed. Like, I, I couldn't literally even go anywhere. I was in this room, right? And I had a decision to make. I had no skills. I had no knowledge to help my child. And um, where was I going to face that was the choice. Where was I going to face? Do I have faith in this moment? Am I going to have faith in this moment? And it was almost as if the Lord was saying, okay, you trusted me with your divorce. What about your child? And in God's kindness, I had just memorized Psalm 131. It says, oh Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child, like a weaned child is my soul within me. It was a way in faith of saying, I don't know how this is going to end, but I trust you. I'm going to rest in this ICU room with you. I'm going to face you. I can't solve this problem. I had to fight in faith to sit content in the presence of my father. You are a good father. You sent Christ when I was your enemy, and I can trust you. This situation doesn't change that. <clears throat> it was a pretty significant point in the testing of my faith. I had to say, this child is yours, and I trust you. I handed over this situation and this child to him. We walked out of the hospital five days later in the sunshine with no lasting damage to my child's heart, and it was an amazing gift from Jesus. But I had no idea what the Lord was really preparing me for. <clears throat> A few months later, the same child was back at Children's Hospital and diagnosed with a chronic illness. I'm six years old. And this is just a sidebar. It's not in my notes, but... One thing the Lord has done since walking in that hospital is pry my fingers from the love of this world because there is nothing like walking into a hospital dedicated to sick children that makes you want to say, Lord Jesus, come. So once again, this exposed another, another unsolvable situation for me. I can't fix this. I actually had to live a life of faith through this. And I don't know about you, but I realized that I was very willing to have faith when something was going to come to an end, like there would be a closing of it, right? And this was different. I, I, I didn't think it was possible to walk in faith through things that would never end. And the Lord was really exposing self-sufficiency 
um, my own self-sufficiency and bringing me to Christ's dependency. Um, sure, I was dependent on Christ for my salvation, but was I really dependent on him day to day to walk in faith? And I wasn't. <clears throat> and the Lord continually brought me into situations that exposed that and forced me to rely on him. So the Lord then threw me into a whole new world, a new world of health insurance and pharmaceutical drugs and hospital policy and procedure, medical bills, billing codes, coordinating specialist appointments, and I dug my heels in. Um, this is not the work I wanted. This is not the life I wanted. This is not the work that I thought that I should be doing. Um, not sitting on the phone for two hours fighting for medication for my child. And once again, I was facing inward about thoughts about how I thought my life should look like. And um, I came across Psalm 16, verses 5 and 6 says, The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. Lord, you hold where I'm at the work you've given me to do, the lines you have drawn in my life are pleasant because you've drawn them. It's you who's given this to me. And I had to face Christ and trust him with this new life and this new work that was from him. The problem is, is that I felt like the work that God had given me to do was pretty much impossible. Um, single parenting, impossible. Fighting health insurance, very impossible. Helping my child fight a chronic illness, impossible. There was a time I had to fight a process change at Children's in order to get my child the medication they needed. Impossible. I needed a part-time job that pays exceptionally well with good health insurance and has the flexibility to care for my kids and make hospital visits five hours away. Impossible. In 2 Corinthians, Paul recounts a time that he was near death, and he says that the whole thing was so that he wouldn't rely on himself, but on God. In all of these situations, the Lord was taking my self-dependency and literally forcing me into a place where I had to rely on him day in and day out. And I have to tell you, I have a lot less confidence in myself and a lot more confidence in God. And the Lord has provided every single thing we need. I don't have time. Mike didn't give me enough time to tell you about the time <clears throat> when he made a way for my child to get the medication that they said they wouldn't give my child at Children's by moving the heart of a pharmacist named Morgan to help us. About this crazy job he's giving me, I have worked at Caterpillar for 15 years and I've never seen a position like the one I have now. It is from him, he has done it. About the amazing doctors and nurses he has put in our path. Every step of the way, he's put people in my path to help me. I've also realized that he has been cultivating the skills that I need to do what he's called me to do my entire life. 
he knew this was where he was going to take me, and so he prepared me for that. And he has never once forsaken me. Not once. He proves true to his word. If I had to summarize who I've seen the Lord to be these past four years is that I've found him to be kind. The hardest four years of my life, and out of it, I see the relentless kindness that God has towards me because of Christ. Christ has secured that kindness towards me. I can't tell you how many times I've walked into courtrooms, hospital rooms, um, procedure rooms, whatever it may be, and just thought, the Lord has kindness towards me. And that's better than knowing how it was going to end up. Way better. I haven't done anything to earn this kindness, and it's all because of Christ. I know the Lord to be a Lord who is kind. How could I ever want to unknow that? I know I'm out of time, but I have to mention how integral the church has been. I'd be lost without Christ. I'd be lost without God's word. And I would be lost without Christ's body. This body. You have served me and my family so well. And have been time and time again a tangible, tangible example of God's kindness to me. Thank you. So, would you join me in facing Christ? Would you join me in praising Christ? I may have told the story today, but I hope that you see that it's a testimony all about him. Thank you.